I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back. Oops, the podcast. I am Julio, joined by old Francis himself. Here we are. Um, how you doing? I'm solid. How are you? Solid. Solid. Dude, Francis and I were, uh, we, we did some like funny comparison things that I thought were fun. One of them was we were kind of just like, Francis knows that I am into like kind of monitoring how many flights I take mm. and I just find that fun. And then Francis was like, I'm going to do, then we started kind of like adding up Francis's, which were fun. And then Francis is like, dude, I'm going to fucking take you this year. No, which was like fun. You said that I was going to take you Sorry, this year. I said that Francis was going to take me this year. Um, I still don't think I will. I think you travel more than anyone I know. Yeah, uh, but but like, I think that when all things are considered, like whether I, I I think you'll you'll take me. But it's just funny because nobody cares about that except me, which makes it funny. Yeah. Like one time I asked somebody, I think it was Ricky. I was like, "Do you, how many like flights or something?" And he's like, "Dude, no one knows that besides you." <laughs> but it's kind of fun it made me you asking about it made me care it's fun right mm -hmm. also um we compared our uber ratings and we had the exact same uber rating yeah and then we forgot to bring masks and francis called the <laughs> francis called the first uber the guy didn't care i called the second uber and the guy did care and reported me and so I now think i have a better rating francis now has a better rating yeah mine's 4.83 mine was 4.83 mine has slipped mine has now slipped it slipped Chris is 4.92, son of a gun. Wow, that is superb. Dirty Chris. dog. For you. It was also funny. Francis and I have never flown together. Um, and it was funny to just like watch the things we talk about start to play out immediately. Like, mm -hmm. Francis immediately opened the window and then, but he asked the person in front. I, I don't know if I asked her. I did it and then she looked back at me. Oh, as you, yeah, okay. Like, like I had done something very aggressive and I said, is that okay and she said oh yeah sure and then we started surveying where the window was in relation to which seat and at the time it was like a little bit on francis's side but francis made the funny point that once she reclined it would then fully be in her zone yeah but if she had reclined i would have been furious because it was a 30 minute <laughs> flight and julio's guy in front of him <laughs> did recline on the way home <laughs> And you looked at me like, are you fucking... I thought that's when you can start to do the whole, like, you just throw a knee or an elbow at random moments, <laughs> create their own turbulence, you know? That's what I would have done. You're allowed to. Dude, Who so reclines funny. their seat on a 30-minute flight? Any plane that's equipped for just a 30-minute flight is going to be a very small plane no matter what. Right. And you're reclining to what? Nap for eight minutes? It seems you're like... You're only allowed to recline once we're 10 minutes into the air. And then 10 minutes later, you have to restore your seat to, you know, its normal position. So what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? The, the, the initial descent begins immediately. Yeah. Dude, not, on my flight back from Albany, the uh, we had a very type A flight attendant. And I never reclined. And she goes, you have to bring your, your, your seat back up, upright. And I was like, it's already upright. She goes, no, it's not. And then she starts trying to do it for me. But it was already upright. And she goes, they're kind of old. You just need to... And then she didn't actually do anything and acted as if she had done it for Oh, me. that bitch. I wanted to... That stupid bitch. <laughs> Dude, I was not happy. I was uh, not happy. Yeah, no. No, I wouldn't have been happy either. 
I will. I have achieved another milestone. I visited upon visiting the Albany airport is the 100th airport that I have been to. Wow. It's a fun, fun. Thank you. Thank I you. I didn't realize you were keeping track of airports too. Yeah. It's sort of Hillary, uh, you know, says that I'm OCD. I am. I bet I don't do I Do I seem OCD? No. Like even when you get, now that you guys I know me, call it, I wouldn't call it OCD. What is it? I think it's just, um, I think it's just sort of uh, taking pride and and making habits out of things that most people don't. Mm. Right. Is this like the adult manifestation of lining up all of my matchbox cars? All of them? Yeah. (laughs) It's like the same kind of thing. Polishing the windshield. Right. (laughs) With a tiny little toothbrush. (laughs) A very, very small the toothbrush. Tiniest little. Like... <laughs> the most concentrated Windex squirt. You know, the laser squirt. <laughs> uh, too funny. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Um, Let's touch on what happened at the Academy Awards. Having said that, really quick, I realize we are very late to this game, so we will not waste much time on it. But given that Julio is an expert on the Academy <laughs> we, Awards... Right. We have to talk about movies, and therefore we can't ignore the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um were you were you pleased with how the awards were allocated? So let's address the thing that everybody's thinking about. And that is that if a movie is nominated for best picture and best foreign film, and it's the only foreign film nominated for best picture, it has to win best foreign film. If the Academy Awards are set up in a way where we assume that our movies get precedence, how could Drive My Car be nominated for best international feature film and best picture? And not win Best International Feature Film, which it did. That's an interesting point. Right? Yeah. If you, it, it, you're saying it was the only foreign film yes. nominated for Best Picture? Yes. I guess that might make sense, yeah. Which I know this is what I, on everybody's mind. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great right? logical sort of exclusion that you've done there. Yeah. <laughs> the other movies... Like if another movie had won, they would have been like, how are we not nominated for Best Picture then? But is there that, different criteria? But that implies that the Best Picture is the biggest prize of all, which I tend to think that it is. It is. And it's okay. Like it's not, no one said that this is an international governing body. This is just our thing. We're, mm-hmm. we're celebrating our movies the most. Therefore. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Will Smith slapped <laughs> Chris Rock in the face. Did you watch it live? No. Okay. I didn't find Did out until the next that? morning. Oh wow! At which point, I'm not sure I've ever seen the internet as focused on anything. Yeah, they even did. COVID. When COVID happened, I don't remember it being as all encompassing 
in terms of every single comedian in the world had to write their 10 jokes, mm-hmm. post them on Twitter and Instagram. So much overlap, so much redundancy, so many. I grew up in a town in Bel Air, like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, Westville, yeah. born and raised, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. All those lyrical jokes, you know. Yeah, I mean, they do, yeah. By the morning, they had done like a comprehensive JFK assassin style deep dive into yeah. this topic. It was a car from a, every angle. An absolute carpet bombing of <laughs> humor about paper beats rock and, you know, oh God. all these jokes. What's paper? I don't even understand. Because he slapped that. him with an open hand, oh. so he was giving paper, you know. Yeah. <sighs> I had, I had, I at finally I was like, all right, I'll write one joke, and I said something like, um, you know, if my wife were to lose her hair someday, and a comedian were to make fun of her for it, it would probably be me. Oh my god! That was all I had. That was the only take I had. Or I said, I was like, I hope it would be me or something like that. Um, which is a okay joke. I gave it a C minus. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, why did I feel the need to do that? Um, and so it's all that anyone's ever talked or talking about right now. And hopefully by the time this airs, it will have faded a little bit. But uh, you're a big Will Smith uh, guy. Am I? You watched his series. I enjoyed the series despite him. Uh, and I, I appreciate. Wow. The, the series was so good that like anybody could have hosted it and it would have been you amazing. You did say that. You have but, been consistent in that too. But he did have redeeming qualities. He was very present. He was very eager. He was very focused. And and my take was, oh, this is why this guy has been on top of the game for this long. Mm. Because he is just so, he's so good at all these things. However, I've been a little concerned about him for many years. I've kind of been like, this guy looks like something's going on. The second he started vlogging, I was kind of like, what's going on here? And then, yeah, whatever, whatever. But it's funny. Watching it live, he comes on stage, he does it. Chris Rock sort of fell back in a way where it looks like it looked like it could have been Corey Raft. There were a lot of conspiracy theories abounding. So I I would like to talk about that too because there's there's no fucking way it's a conspiracy, in my opinion, unless Chris Rock was not participating in it. However, then Will Smith goes and sit down. Chris Rock goes, I just got bitch slapped by Will Smith. Hilarious. So now it seems like they did it on purpose. But then... You hear Will Smith yelling, yeah. and the camera made the mistake of cutting back to him. Only in the Australian and the Japanese no, feeds. No, they cut back to him a little, but he you couldn't see it or hear it really. In the other feeds, you're right, you saw the whole thing, but you saw him the second time he yelled it at the tail end of it. Hmm. Then, a bit like, uh, so that all happens, and you're like, whoa, that was insane. So I immediately go on Twitter. The first person who has tweeted about it is Ryan. <laughs> Ryan yeah, immediately. Ryan was, early. Ryan was early to the game. Ryan was the Associated Press who broke the news. Ryan told me that Will Smith had punched him in the face. It's he, yeah, right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's effectively you know, yeah. but but I see yeah. I see that it is definitely different. That's why I watch the Oscars or the Grammys because it's it's a live appointment television event and something could happen, a production error, a nip slip. Typically does. Yeah. And there was a nip slip. There was a nip no slip. one's talking about the nip slip. No one's talking and, about the nip uh, slip. I remember watching Venus Williams. What? During so they Will brought Smith's up speech. The Oscars placard came on the screen and you just assumed that Will Smith was swearing or something again. But we found out later that it was because when Ven- when, the- when they cut to the Williams box and they were trying their best to be stone-faced as to not to indicate how they truly felt about what was happening, Venus's nipple was out. Oh my gosh. Um, and she Hillary made the point that Venus just kind of looked like very concerned in general. <laughs> like... Mm. 
Ooh, like, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Damn. Um, pretty fucking crazy. I think there's one one thing that really stood out to me, which was which really kind of almost struck a chord with me, was when Will he, Will Chris Rock goes, it was a G.I. Jane Will Smith yells, oh, yeah. keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And Chris Rock goes, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Dude. Right? Dude, Didn't he say dude? Something like that, which is which is a comedian's response mm-hmm. like dude that's the joke you got mad about right 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 right. Totally. we didn't even care about that totally. joke. that's not one of our better ones that <laughs> we had written one. we like we like threw away other jokes that we were, were better than that that were less offensive totally um and then will smith says it again keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth at which point chris rock goes i will and that was a moment where I, I've i been in that position before where I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of what's happening. It could be that it's in a public place. You've been either literally or figuratively slapped and everyone's looking at you and you just want to diffuse it as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, Chris Rock is one of the most confident, brilliant comedians of all, all time. Yeah. And for him to, it, it sounded like he was, we, I thought when he said it was a G.I. Jane joke, that he might still have his shit together and kind of be like, why did you, you know, what the hell is your problem? Like, why would you have done that? Or maybe go into a bit. Or or like try to keep being funny or, or like, whatever. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of options. And when and when Will Smith said it again, yelled it again, that's when I realized he's very shaken by this. Yeah, he's very very shaken by this, and he doesn't know what's going on. His brain hasn't processed it. I mean, how many times in your life have you even ever been slapped in the face? Not many. Hard. Let alone by a times. man. Let alone by one of the most famous actors on earth let alone during the Oscars. And it came out of nowhere. In, in a room full of the most famous people on earth. I mean, the stakes could not have been higher. And, you know, it just, it was so shocking. And that moment when you hear it in his voice, where he says, like, I will not touch your family with humor. I won't take any cracks at your like I, I give in. I, I mm-hmm. yes, you win. I've been in that position before, and um, my heart kind of broke for him mm. in a weird way. Um, yeah, because here was a, a guy that you know I'm sure is so accustomed to just like leading the room, dude. And not to mention, like when when he first came out, he was killing, yeah. and I was kind of like, oh, like he's sort of being on some like the real host of the Oscars has arrived, shit. right? Right. And behaving accordingly, like being so good up there. And he has hosted the Oscars, and he did I know, kill. I know, and it hurt to ago. watch his wings get clipped. Yeah, it was a very it was tough to watch. It was a very neutering moment. Yeah, big um, time. Which you know, it was it was someone responding to a bully that they are afraid of. Yeah, and uh, then he sort of tried to get back on track, which I thought was incredibly noble because. Yeah. In that moment, I can't guarantee that I wouldn't have started crying. 
Dude, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could see my my voice cracking, my lips starting to quiver. You slapped in the face, you know? Like it brought me back to childhood. The the episode we talked about where getting yelled at when you're a kid yeah, and yeah. you think you're in huge trouble. Like that's when you, when you're reprimanded out of nowhere and you didn't even realize you were doing something wrong. Yeah. Um and it it, it sucks cuz that's a situation where like there's no once that happens like what like what can you possibly do what can you possibly do correct like at the end of the day like i get that like he no everybody's sort of siding with him on it fine but like nobody wants to get bitch slapped on on live tv when yeah. with everybody watching and and you know, <laughs> you know exactly listen the last thing is the whole uh oh man the whole internet response of well he shouldn't make jokes about alopecia um do you guys like have you never watched the oscars i mean my they're so much worse than that Yeah, my my thought on that is um first of all there's a very high likelihood that chris rock did not write that joke himself right you know everybody who's telling jokes every comedian who's at the oscars has a team of writers people that we know do yeah and he's of course he's going to get the blame for it since it came out of his mouth but i guarantee you that there were 50 jokes that were written and they he had a minute and a half whatever and they selected four three i didn't see anything else of yeah. his jokes so dude like in the past the uh, some of the jokes they do are like super fucked up like when ricky gervais was doing it he said some like cra- i'm like yeah. i cannot believe they're saying this stuff to the point where dude honestly i've sort of never been a fan of the roast element of it it mm-hmm. just seems like unnecessarily mean-spirited and I've always been trying to like put it into context. And I said this to everybody here uh, who I'm sitting with right now, Francis, Chris, and Ryan. But I think that this is a good quote that made me understand why they do it, mm-hmm. which I will then, which I will read again. Uh, so he says, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote this in his article about what happened. He's like, I can see where the Smiths might not have found the joke funny, but Hollywood award shows are traditionally a venue where much worse things have been said about celebrities as a means of downplaying the fact that it's basically a gathering of multimillionaires giving each other awards to boost business so that they can make even more money. Correct. How that's so smart. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, dude, none true. of it's real. These people deserve to be taken down just a peg. Yeah, all good. Most of them typically are good sports about it. But they, even when they're not, it's funny when they cut to the person getting roasted and they're not laughing. It happens a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like more than you'd think yeah. and for something that they continue to do. Exactly. And uh it just, you know, I found it to be kind of a shitty moment. I'm not entertained by it. I wasn't excited. I didn't grab my popcorn. You know, I, I, I didn't relish it. I'm not, I can't, I don't want to watch it again. Yeah. I yeah, can't watch that clip again. It's pretty bad. Cause it just, it's hard to watch. Makes me feel I've, I've been in Chris Rock's position before. I mean, not like that, <laughs> but I've been, I've been, slapped on the wrist at a time when i didn't think i was doing something wrong or or it was done by a bully Mm -hmm. for them to assert themselves and you start to close in on yourself and doubt your choices or doubt who you are and uh i really don't think chris rock did did anything wrong so that's agreed my take Um, on it dude denzel did you hear about that yeah he said to him yeah, he comes and just gives him extremely good, like almost the way that that guy was talking to you in the parking lot, like indirect but very good, like life lessons. 
Yeah. Sort of being like, dude, this is like when the devil's going to come for you or whatever he meant by that. Yeah. But, but I, it's weird because Will Smith quoted it in his uh, acceptance speech for best actor moments later as though he thought that Denzel, I took that as him saying that Denzel like was, was, I don't know, in a way rooting for him or it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like to me. It sounded like to me, like you're like, these are the times where like you're going to be capable of like fucking things up for yourself, but because, and like, like doing something bad essentially. But that's what I took it as from Denzel. Yeah. And then I think Will Smith invoked it in a way of sort of defending himself. Like while he was calling himself a vessel of love. <laughs> dude. Poor just, guy, dude. I was like, what, like, so you feel bad for Will Smith. Like, no, but also like, he's just seemed, he seems, he has seemed to me like a guy who's going through a mental thing could be yeah for a while yeah um and this maybe seems like a kind of culmination of all that but dude this is funny okay so sorry do you have do we have no, more to say about no, it? well because no. uh, i have another funny oscar thing so coda one which is great. great it was my favorite one um belfast was amazing too um whatever so uh i am with whitney this weekend and you know we're hanging out like i've only hung out with her a couple times like i'm so i'm trying to like make small talk i'm like oh here's this like powerful hollywood person like She'll want to talk about the Oscars. So I'm like, have you watched any like the Oscars movies? Just like a small talk. <laughs> and she said something that made me feel so self-conscious. She goes, oh, right. That's like your thing, right? Because I guess she had seen my story where I posted. <laughs> I posted the power rankings. And she's like, yeah, let's talk about it. Like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, my God, I feel so fucking self-conscious. This <laughs> is super embarrassing. And then I sort of said that. And then it was just like kind of weird. And then it was fine. But it's like, mm-hmm. God damn it. Dude, another funny thing. One of the, the Japanese guy who won, I believe it was the director of, of drive my car, the movie we were talking about earlier, he went up there and they tried to play him off. And then he, he's like, no, no, no. And he made them stop. And then the music stopped and then he kept going and then they tried to play him off again mm-hmm. and he tried to stop it again. And then they're like, Nope, not this time. Yeah, and then he yeah, was kind of yeah. like, and it was so awkward. Dude, I, was like, I, 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 I'm, I, I swear to God, I'm not making a joke when I say this. When the best supporting actor from Coda oh my God. I, I was just, giving his acceptance, this is gonna be my next. I was so wondering, like, how could they play him off? Oh, I, that was not what I was going to say, but interesting. Because he was giving this brilliant speech, and it was it was long, right? Yeah, he kept going. But they, he's deaf, and so oh, was wow. there somebody signaling to him, like, wrap it up? <laughs> you know, what are I'm, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not making fun of deaf people, I because. It just like that's no, how it, they tell everyone wrap it up as they start the music, and it was total and utter silence the whole time, and I kept being like, I hope they don't start the music. That would be too <laughs> be on the nose, you know. Dude, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's hilarious. He, what a great speech! Awesome speech for I mean, like so impassioned, like so good. But dude, the Korean lady from uh, Minari, they tried to pull her out of the way, and she just like didn't get the memo That's so she's just right. standing in his speech and she took his <laughs> trophy he's holding him it from so you could sign which was nice yeah yeah, yeah. but it was yeah. kind of like oh that's another good live event uh-huh. like typically that would have been one of the most fruitful things of the night had yeah. what transpired didn't happen not to mention i feel bad for poor quest love dude yeah he then won best documentary feature and it's like he didn't he didn't acknowledge it at all which i think was good and he like let the movie had a moment but how interesting wow well Yep. So that's the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscars, uh, dude, fucking insane. 
Gee, is that a rule of threads Henley you're wearing? Sure is. Oh, you bad boy. I was wondering why you look so good. <laughs> you're looking good, looking svelte. Dude, rule, rule of threads, baby. The basics. They just got the stuff that you need, bro. The joggers are so good. They're so mm. comfortable. Solid, silky smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really pleasant. Yeah, they've got that nice sort of bunchy ankle, but it doesn't sort of ride too high. It falls at the perfect part of your leg. Good fit, comfortable as hell. And but, light. Yeah, but they but they don't look baggy. They don't look crappy. They look kind of sleek. It's like the dressy sweatpant that you'd want to wear in the city on a Saturday. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Tuxedo jogger. There you go. <laughs> Love the joggers. They've got incredible Henleys, t-shirts, all the good stuff, everything you need. Uh, you can get it now at ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS20 for 20% off. That's a generous discount, kids. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, go to ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS20, and fill your cart with all the goodies. Stock up. Okay, well, dude, I wanted to talk about a couple more uh boston things that we didn't cover okay if you're interested in covering them um one of them the guy that we were one of the guys we were sitting next to on the court was just like name dropping so aggressively i've never seen anything like it in my life Yeah, it was sad i've seen people like this at basketball games where really yeah where they 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 try to prove to you that they're close to the players Dude, he he literally would tap Francis. He was sitting next to Francis. Sorry for actually tapping you. It's okay. Um, he tapped Francis, and then he goes. He starts bringing up one of the players. Francis has not asked for any of this. hasn't even talked to the guy once. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah that's so and so. We're really good friends." Pulls it up and then starts zooming in. And he literally goes, "See, yeah, that see, that's me." Yeah, and it was dude. He did it ten times. Picture of them, you know, at a restaurant or something like that <laughs> with their wives or girlfriends. And then starts like filling us in about facts about him, like the classic name drop thing, being like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, I actually know his brother really well. He's a great guy, family guy. Yeah, he was trying <laughs> like, to buy an apartment and I helped him out with that. Yeah. You know, it's just one of these weird nonsense people that you meet in the wild sometimes. Dude, totally. But then the ultimate irony was that, you know, when our buddy Babs was taking pictures of us, and then people from the stands would come up and say, you know, hey, guys, like, love your podcast. You know, only have a few times. But after the third or fourth time, this guy turns to us and he goes, who are you guys? Like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, we're comedians. We have a podcast. Four or five minutes later, <laughs> out of nowhere, he just pulls up his phone and he's shooting an Instagram story of himself next to us and he goes at the game with my boys (laughs) and we were all like go celtics and i'm like you clown you clout hugger dude you're a hugger of clout (laughs) you're a one of those you know burrs on the coattails of clout barnacle as you yeah barnacle of clout (laughs) on the hull of clout um so it's funny francis got recognized a lot dude you got a lot of love at that which was pretty cool that's boston boston is just a huge barstool town i think that's what all those people know me from still very very cool and i had kind of mentioned it to hillary i was like yeah like we got recognized a lot it was really cool and then i was like well it was mostly Francis. And then she started no. laughing. She like, you, thought that was you, we had I got a, we some had love, too. People come up and be met who were big fans of the pod and, uh, you know, talk to both of us. And absolutely. No, no, totally. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make you feel self-conscious. No, but it I'm was not funny that I didn't initiate. 
I very quickly disclosed the rest of the story, but it was funny that I initially was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was just kind of fun. Um, yeah. Did Hill Dog have fun at my birthday party? Yeah, she had a great time. She had fun getting dressed in the appraiseski mm-hmm. situation. She, um, you know, said it was nice to see everybody. Spent a lot of time with uh, with Brooke, and uh, yeah, she, I think she. Did oh, great. great point. Okay, so <laughs> Wiley, our dear friend, uh, he and Ryan hit it off. My pal Wiley. <laughs> One of my favorite people on earth, Wiley. Just the ultimate, Great guy. ultimate fun zone. Good hang. Just a fun zone of a man. And uh, <laughs> I guess they went to the bathroom together. I don't know how he got there <laughs> or why we were in the bathroom together. But there was another person in there, too. Huh. There were three of us in your bathroom. That sounds very suspicious. Okay. Mm. That sounds very sniff-spicious. No, no. None of that. No, no. Yeah, I, it isn't that. And I shouldn't say you that. They don't do that. So I don't touch the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me sad. <laughs> oh, we're learning a lot about Ryan. That's nice, Ryan. No, but the funny thing is that for some reason, it's very nice. <laughs> for some reason, Wiley thinks that Ryan is very young and is not up to date on his cultural icons. And our bathroom has these photographs of brilliant that's paul mccartney yeah no so 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 wiley goes starts quizzing him and he goes all right who's that and he points to a a picture of prince and ryan goes that's pink (laughs) and then he points to mick jagger in in madison square garden he goes who's that and ryan goes the founder of lululemon (laughs) we had a sweater with the uh omega so I thought it was pretty fitting. Just right off the bat. That's almost like an improv exercise. And Wiley like, came out and he's the funniest like, wrong person. Yeah, he was like, dude, this kid is hysterical. Like, <laughs> he loved it. You, you nailed it. And there's also a picture of Louis Armstrong, the famous trumpet player and singer. Uh, and tell us your story about Louis Armstrong. So once we got to Louis, I said, that's Lance Armstrong. <laughs> That's good. And then the reason why I said that is because back when I took my SAT, mm. for the essay portion, I did some metaphor about uh, Louis Armstrong going to the moon instead of Lance. Uh. And I accidentally wrote my entire segment about how... Instead of Neil, you mean? Wait. <laughs> Didn't Lance... Wait, wait a minute. Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> Lance Armstrong is the biker. The cyclist. You said the moon, right? Oh. <laughs> yes. All, right. All these well, years. Okay, so wait a minute. So then that what I said to Doper, Neil, always <laughs> evading those drug tests, had cancer. Well, I said either Louis or Lance went to the moon instead of Neil. Okay, got it, got it, got it. That's, um, funny. That's On my SAT. So that's where I drew the parallel there. I like uh-huh. it. I like it, dude. And yeah, it was fun. Good nice. bathroom time. Very nice. funny. Well, it was really great. Um, and uh, yeah, really fun, really fun party. Dude, really speaking fun. of Pink, not to be a dick, I think like I'm broken and it's beautiful. It's probably the worst song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like when I hear it come on, I start laughing. Like I was in Vitamin Shop the other day. How does that go? What's I'm that broken and it's beautiful. I don't know that. Dude, is that her new song? I don't think so. I think it's like an older song, but I'm like, how is this? How is, I don't know. It's just not a good song. 
Yeah, you know, I didn't, I've always considered her kind of more of a pop star than a, a great singer. But then I remember the year she did the national anthem at the Super Bowl. And I remember realizing, oh, she's an unbelievable singer. I'm sure she's supremely talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that song, dude, doesn't mm. do it for me. Dude, I have been crushing hangobies. You, I think you're singularly <laughs> responsible for like 90% of their sales right now. <laughs> I've been drinking two a day since we got our first order. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying it. He's a big fan, this Julio. This Julio, <laughs> big fan of the hangobies. I am too. I like him a lot. Not quite as much as Julio, but I do like him. Do, <laughs> well, do like him. Dude, I have a ritual. Like, And actually, the founder had told us, he's like, you should put it over ice. Mm. And I, I really agree with that. It's delicious over ice. And I have the, like, the kind of big ice cube thing like for whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I put that in these. And they're amazing. Like, initially, I was interested in like having a solid hangover cure or accompaniment. But hangobies are really just good for an entire lifestyle. It's like a healthy... Gives you a healthy pep to your step. Tons of B vitamins. Yeah. Uh, and it promotes all sorts of healthy things. The two flavors that I've tried are the Wake and the Essential. Ah, I still yes. need to try the Calm. Right. But, you know, those things have what you'd expect them to have. Yeah. I'm waiting to try the Calm, too. I think that might help me quell the ants in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Hangobi, uh, it's just good for you in general, yeah. uh, but also a nice hangover cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you use promo code Oops, I'm hung, O O P S I M H U N G, you will receive ten percent off of your order. That's it. Oops, I'm hung. Ten percent off your order. Try the hangobies. Send us a video of you delicately pouring it over ice before you slurp it down. It's like an ASMR overload. That's it. And by the way, hangobi is H A N G O B I dot com. Hangobi dot com. Boom. Boom. Oops, I'm home. Dude, we didn't talk about this yet, which is a funny ripple, a wrinkle. Um, it's amazing how I'm bad at become at saying and maybe I was just always bad at them, but like I say at the same token, and Hillary laughs at me every time because apparently it's by the same token or whatever. I don't fucking know, dude. Whatever. Well that those are those are very slim misses i know she's, i'm not gonna discredit you for that she is really a she's a stickler when it comes exacting. to that stuff. she will correct me interesting and i'm kind of like yeah i don't know she's a corrector mm. um not to take away from her legacy which is a wonderful one um <laughs> francis and i went to the movies at 11 a.m ah what a fun so francis and i hanging out felt like one of us was like the uncle who like you don't see that often and he's just taking you for a weekend of fun. Like, we just did fun. I, for, we're going to go to the basketball game that we're going to go to the movies, get whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I've never been to the movies before noon before in my life. Uh, have you not? Never in my life. You have? Um, well, I think a couple times. It's always when I'm on the road as a comedian. Mm. I just go alone. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I was. Yeah. I've never. I don't think I've ever gone to the movies on the road. Mm. Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Can't believe that the Penguin Man was Colin Farrell. I learned that 10 hours after I'd seen the movie. It's a solid movie, but you have got to prepare yourself mentally for how long it is. It's so long. Being that we went at 11 a.m., I felt like I could have stayed for another two hours and not been bothered by it. I would rather have... I'm sorry. No, no. I would rather have watched a two-hour Batman and then gone to a different movie. Oh, interesting. I would have been fine to do that. Interesting. But the the three hours it. of it started to f- feel very uh, long. To yeah. Me. So yeah, I, it's so funny. I noticed that Francis was a little uncomfortable. But this is funny because when we sat down, 
I thought that Francis had sat a seat away from me on purpose. So there's a chair in the middle. Mm -hmm. Then when we were on stage, excuse me, during the live show, it turned out that Francis thought that I had been the one who decided that we would sit with a seat in between us. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. I thought you wanted the buffer (laughs) and you thought that I wanted the buffer. And the the truth is it was a totally empty theater and we would have been fine sitting right next to each other. (laughs) We would have. But now that now that the dust has settled and we just did what we did, it was actually nice to be able to kind of sprawl out. And I noticed that you were sort of like in survival mode. Like Francis, t- first of all, Francis took his shoes off. Yep. Then he took his jacket off and was using it as a blanket. And I noticed that by the end of the movie, the blanket had moved to his only his like bottom half. He just looked at my mom drinking her morning coffee with like mm-hmm. a blanket over her thighs. And cozy. Her- cozy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... And I couldn't tell if you were trying to get cozy or if you were just desperately trying to get comfortable. Well, I'm, I have always historically had ants in my pants. Really? Yeah. Uh, all my life. <laughs> all my life, my pants have absolutely been crawling with ants. <laughs> I mean, at any given moment, they, you could find anywhere from, I don't know, 1,000 to 10,000, a whole colony down there. Don't just full of full of ants, my pants, and uh, and I've always been accused of it. I've always been accused of it. People say, "Sit still, damn it, sit still," and I'll say, "I can't." The ants are working. Um, I'm a fidgety, itchy guy. I'm a guy who needs to move and fidget. I'm restless, very restless, which is why I exercise so much. Yeah, right, right. Because if I if I don't exercise, I at night. Going to bed, I will be very ants in my pants, even if I'm not wearing pants. Which is just funny that like we, I'm like that too. And I wonder if our career path chose us or if we chose it, if that makes sense. Because like, obviously being, having energy at night is important, but then at the same token, like being the same token, fuck (laughs) by the same token. God damn it. You think I'm not going to have Hillary's back. A minute after you tell me that, you got another thing coming, you got pal. Another thing coming. Um, that's hilarious, dude. But what the fuck were we talking about? We chose our careers. Or oh, okay, careers okay. Shows us. So, like, <laughs> no, but dude, doing comedy makes it so much harder to go to bed. Yes. To begin with, right? And, and, and sorry, and but to begin with, you if you can't sleep at all to begin with you now are double fucked by the fact that you've now revved yourself up. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's like, like on nights where you don't have comedy, are you still like that too? Um, you know, a lot of it depends on my day, yeah. but yes, I, I, I usually typically am, am quite fidgety mm-hmm. and, and unsettled and it bothers Sierra. <laughs> she just doesn't know what to do. It's not, it's not, peaceful to sit next to me okay if you do you tap no i kind of squirm you just seem you I'm can, squirmy yeah. yeah yeah so it's funny because i i tap but i'm not necessarily feeling anxious i just am like doing it yeah and then people will be like are you like i would tap if i didn't exercise i know that about myself interesting the tapping is a manifestation of energy that i have to dispel interesting uh through through movement um but yeah, I mean, we were sitting there in the movie. First of all, it was it had poured rain, and I didn't bring day. proper rain shit. Same. So I was really cold in the movie, uh, which is why I took my coat off and used it to warm 
different parts of my body. So I would move it down to my legs because my legs were cold and then my top half would get hot or cold. Mm. So I'd move it up. Then my feet would get cold. So I'd go down there and I couldn't keep my boots on because they were wet, Mm. which is why I took my boots off. So Mm. there was (laughs) reasoning behind a lot of these things that you're mad at me for. (laughs) I did. It's funny because we I've now just talked about this three times because we talked about it on both of our live shows. Now we're talking about it here. I was not mad. I was just concerned. But I know I love it. Bring, bringing <laughs> it up multiple times does come off as like it somehow bothered me. It didn't. We get I was just kind of like shocked. We get it. By the way, dude, I thought Batman was cast super well. Yeah. I didn't realize that the Penguin was Colin Farrell. Still blown away about it. He was so fucking good. But even just like the little parts, it was just really good. Was, was Catwoman played by Lenny Kravitz's daughter? Yes. That's cool. She was so good in Big Little Lies. Yeah, she's she was she was. She's also really good in this. Mm. She's mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but dude, even down to like the police, like one of like the corrupt police officers, they did a really good job at capturing the kind of like graphic novel character without making it seem cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I find fun. I could have used a few more fight scenes, weirdly. I would have mm. liked a little bit more fighting and less detectivery. Dude, Bobby Pattinson, man. Guy's the fucking man. Yeah, he's cool. He's so cool. Cool guy. Dude, I noticed something nice at our live show. When I got there, there was two uh, girls sitting in the front row. They were both drinking espresso martinis. Ooh, bad girls. And they said to me, I was like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, Good to see you guys here. And they, I almost wonder if they took it as me thinking they weren't cool for being there first so they made sure to insult me which was pretty funny yeah what'd they say they were like yeah it's a big step up from lime shards Uh, (laughs) wow i was like well played ladies well Well played played." well played Uh, but those espresso martinis did look delicious and inevitably we started talking about brooklyn roasting company oh my favorite (laughs) even even thinking about it makes me excited it does it makes me excited about the the next cup that i get to have and i'm very disciplined i only have in the mornings but I love my Brooklyn Roast and Coffee more than anything. It's such a good way to wake up with the day. So good. Dude, oh. I wouldn't be surprised if you, if I see Francis's wedding cocktail be the Brooklyn Roasting Company espresso martini. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to have those on the menu a for sure. A sponsored wedding. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, we've got our own blend of beans over there. It's the Oops blend. It, it's from Nicaragua. I think it's Ethiopia and somewhere else. But the, you know, it's, it's really, really high quality coffee. And uh, we're huge fans. We've been with them forever. And you guys should get some Oops Beans and also try some of their other incredible blends uh, like the Mocha Java, the Hui Hui Tananga, and uh, the BQE Espresso is also a personal favorite. So go to brooklynroasting.com, use promo code OOPSBEANS, and you will get 5% off your order. brooklynroasting.com, Oops Beans, check out the Oops Blend. Enjoy. So dude, Hill Dog has started cooking a bunch. Come on. And she is so goddamn good at it. This is good news. Oh my god. This is really god. big news for you. I was gonna say, I'm not gonna lie. You look pretty good. I do? You look thin. Really? No, I don't know. You look like you've lost some weight from a recent peak. Yeah, yeah. Is well, that true? Well, no, the the peak wasn't recent, but like even in my the Iraq stuff, I'm like, I probably weigh ten pounds more in the in those. Holy smokes, man. But dude. That's a good thank that's you. a good thing to lose. So I get I like have big legs. So I feel like when I lose ten pounds, it isn't as noticeable when as when other people lose ten pounds. If that makes sense. Mm. So usually people don't notice I've lost weight until I lose like fifteen or twenty. Oh. Or that I've gained weight until I gain fifteen or twenty. It that's goes in like bad. 
15 pound. I, mean, I appreciate it. I don't know why I'm qualifying what you're saying to me. But Hill Dog has been cooking and she's really fucking good at it. And it's just really fun. What a nice thing. That um, I just like don't expect. I don't expect that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's like, you know, the modern world. Like it's, you know, your girl just doesn't cook for you the way that that used to be, you know? Right. So I just never expected her to cook. And all of a sudden she started cooking and I'm like, not only are you cooking, but you're very good at it. You know something? You, you should start cooking with her. It sounds nice. It's, sounds um, it's one of the most erotic experiences that we have. You, like you specifically I'm very turned on uh, when I'm in the kitchen with Sierra cooking. You know, you're kind of brushing against each yeah, other. Yeah. Oh, let me get to that cabinet. Ooh, little Bumpin'. butt grab on the way. <laughs> Uh-oh, here comes a boner. You know? <laughs> Watch out. What's going to happen next? Mayday. This counter is at a good height. <laughs> um, all kinds of stuff. It just There's something about the spices and the powders and the senses and squeezing a lemon. It's very tactile. Chopping. Watching her chop a cucumber or dice up a onion. Hell yeah. Dude. Watching her work with her hands. <laughs> Hell yeah. All that, you know. Oh yeah. I have a tendency when she's <laughs> using a very sharp knife to sneak up behind her and kiss her on the neck and she doesn't like it. <laughs> it's dangerous. But that's probably why I like it. <laughs> you know, I like a little danger in my oh, sex. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, you know, then typically instead of having sex, we just eat the meal. <laughs> and then we're too full to have sex. Right, which then prevents the sex. So that's okay. Right. It's okay. It's, there's still a big payoff. The meal oh, yeah. is always a payoff, you know. But I would uh, encourage you to get, just, just get in there. Get in there. You okay. know, see what's going on. Even if you're, listen, have her assigned to you very menial tasks. I typically try to sniff those out. I'm like, listen, yeah. I can't do much. But what I can do, I'm happy to help. One out. thing that you can do that is extremely helpful is you can all, you can actually clean up while someone is cooking. So as she's sort of nearing the end of the preparation of the meal, Begin. if you're doing the dishes that she that are in the sink that she's no longer using, you're one creating space in the kitchen, which is mm-hmm. really really valuable, mm-hmm. and you're also uh, making it so that you don't have to do the dishes aren't hanging over you as you eat the meal. Mm. as much so right. there's it, you're, you're it, even if you just get started on it, it it that's a really nice thing to do that is nice yeah i usually find myself attempting to find ways to to help and then realize oh i could just set the, i could set the table so i'll end up doing that yeah and then that, i know that that's not like super helpful i think the, I think the set the something. table is the ultimate guy cop out what well, needs to it's get like, done? Go does... set the table for twenty five minutes. Okay, so but here's why. <laughs> Side do the forks go on? Let me Google that. Oh, look at this Zelda on my phone. Oh, I started with fork placement and now I'm on level four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. So first of all, it's not me looking to cleanse my hands. I'm not like I'll set the table and be done with it. I'm like I need something to do. Oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And as far as the silverware thing goes, never forget. My buddy Matt's mom, uh, Mrs. Finlayson, taught us that the same amount of letters are in left and right as there are in the corresponding utensils. Fork and spoon. And knife. And knife? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks, Miss Finlayson. Yep. Saw a little tidbit. Was it Finn-Layson or Finlayson one word? Finlayson. They actually might have... I think they might... They There's been question of how it's actually pronounced. It might be Finlayson. 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 No, but we, I always said Finlayson. Then one time I heard him say it 
in an old video, the author's tea in first mm-hmm. grade. And he said, I, by Matthew Finlayson. And I was kind of like, oh, was that the way it's actually said? Oh, interesting. <laughs> they didn't have a boy in the family named Finn, did they? No. Finn, I was going to say, because uh, boy, imagine the confusion. Finn, Finn listen. Finn, yes? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying your last name. Oh. That's good. Okay. That's good. You know? That's very clever. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. But dude, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's nice to be helpful. Mm. Uh, but dude, Hill Dog rocking and rolling in there. And uh, it's nice. I'm reaping the benefits. Good, good. That is a lovely, incredible gift. Good meal. Uh, for a significant other to cook for you. Um, <laughs> it really is. And I'm telling you, you will encourage her to do it more if you can find a way to help even a, a little bit. You just, yeah. Gave her the confidence that. Do you do the dishes once the dinner's done? Depends. Like yesterday, for example, I didn't do one. I didn't do anything. I didn't do one. <laughs> Was it your birthday or something? So, no. <laughs> So, okay, in, in, in my defense, what I, were you doing? I put in like, a, I put in like a really hard, long day of like work and focus similar to her and how she does every day. Yeah. Uh, so she kind of kept asking, I was sort of like willing to just omit dinner at, to begin with. I hadn't come to thinking about it. Uh-huh. So she's like, should we do dinner? And I was like, yeah, whatever. She's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. And she was like, okay, fine. So I guess she like ordered some of the stuff that we didn't have that we needed. Mm-hmm. And then it was running really late. A couple pieces of salmon? Yeah, actually, yes. You had some pieces we of salmon? We had pieces of salmon and she said pieces of salmon and we had a little laugh. <laughs> um, and then when I Venmoed her for groceries, I said pieces of salmon. Nice. Um, okay, so then it was, the order, it was delayed, but I didn't notice. Like I was still working. And she was like, oh, it's delayed. And I was like, it's okay. And I think maybe somehow she like felt bad that somehow by it being delayed that like she had done something wrong. Which Hang is, on, I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt. What what, what does that mean? So it's del- dinner is delayed. We had ordered the things that we needed for dinner. Oh oh, you were waiting for them to be delivered. Yes, I see, I see. I, I thought sorry, she, sorry. I thought she was saying like <laughs> it's taking longer than I thought. Oh no 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 fair fair to cook this thing. Fair fair. Question. And if she had said it's delayed. then i would have been like what is going on with the way that she talks about food what is this piece of salmon is delayed who taught her english this way yeah um Um, that's good okay so anyway so the food was running behind because it had not yet been delivered so she kept like being she she expressed some frustration about that and then and I think that maybe she thought that it was her fault somehow, which it obviously wasn't. And I didn't think that. I wasn't even thinking about it. So it arrived. She started preparing it. Then it was done. And then we ate. And then she cleaned up. She literally did everything. I didn't do one thing. I did set the table. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't my best showing, but I'm not not helpful. I mean, you know, certain things are definitely above my pay grade, but I'm always willing to help. Yeah, but you got to, you got to. You got to do it regardless of whether she asks. Okay, fine. But By I'm, the way, I, I do. I do things. I mean, I don't do nothing. Like, I I'm saying this just as much for myself as I generally. Am for you. Okay, generally speaking, uh, because you know, there there are, there's often a strong you know desire once you've eaten to just like, oh, let's just leave it. I don't know. We're tired. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, let's watch TV. And I'm telling you that the the more that she thinks that the idea of cooking a meal entails the whole preparation of it 
the cooking of it, the plating of it, the set, you know, whatever, and then the whole cleanup, it just becomes this bear that you have to kind of commit to in an enormous way to do and that makes it a lot harder yeah here's here's another and by the way i'm talking a lot to, to all the people out there listening if if one part of your relationship one person in your relationship tends to do more of the cooking these are the little things that i've learned that you can do to actually encourage and help in some small way so a lot of the time i'll be done with my work day before sierra and even if i know we're going to cook something for dinner that, as you say, is above my pay grade. So she's going to be running the show. So is, is does that exist? Yeah. You seem she's like a you're... Better, she's a better cook. You're right. a very competent... I'm competent, but my menu is more limited. Got it. You do more of like manly smoked meat preparation. Well, it's more like if I'm going to cook a chicken dish or a fish dish, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to ones that are kind of in my comfort zone okay. where she is much more likely to take on a new recipe and utilize spices that I don't even really know about or you yeah know. Hillary's cooking critical thinking skills I'll be eating something and I'll be like how did you know to do that and she's like it just made sense I'm like but what context do you have for it to make sense to begin with you, that is experience and it gets fun when that's the case. When you can kind of like be like, ooh, why don't I just Dude, you I, take liberties with the I'm recipe? Exactly. I, have, I am now at a point where I've cooked certain dishes enough times that I know what can go. And f- I think for the first time, maybe not the first time, but recently I cooked a chicken dish where I kind of improved and it came out superb. Wow. And there is no better feeling. Wow. That's when you feel like you've mastered cooking. Wow. You know, I it did, did the, the I was uh I, I said did chicken thighs. Actually, before I get into that, so let me finish this thought, which is one thing you can do is if she's still working or whatever and you guys are doing chicken for dinner that night, go into the fridge, unwrap the chicken, season it with salt and pepper, and then put it back in the fridge uncovered. And, and pat, pat it dry, season with salt and pepper, and put it back in the fridge. And then an hour before you think that she's going to start cooking or whatever, take it out of the fridge oh, so that wow. the chicken can come to room temperature. Sous chef. And that way, there's a, there's a huge amount of steps that have been taken care of. And mm. she can just cook mm. instead of having to prep. That's nice. You know? Um, and also, by putting it back in the fridge and letting it dry out, that's when if you have chicken that has skin on it, you can actually make a much crispier skin, mm. which is really, really nice. Interesting. Um, and you need to do that to do steps like that. Um, and seasoning earlier is always better, even if you can do it a night before, but I never get to it that far ahead of time. But anyway, what was I saying? I'm just helping. Oh, yeah. I was freestyling a chicken recipe, and I was doing chicken thighs with skin. I had salt seasoned with salt and pepper. And then I think I... You know, I chopped up a ton of garlic, did some lemon, did some rosemary, and then I sort of, I actually didn't put the rosemary on yet, but I got a pan very, very, very hot with some olive oil. I skin side down to get the skin nice and crispy, flipped it, uh, and then I poured in some olive oil, some more lemon juice, and some white wine, Mm. and then I put a top over it to sort of braise it. After I had already crisped the skin, and this shit came out like fucking 
gangbusters wow. dude it was dynamite wow. i was really proud of myself sounds really good um because i didn't look at a recipe you know and not I not at all no wow i had done recipes before that called for right. garlic and rosemary and some other things but adding the white wine i came from like a mix of different recipes that i'd done and doing it that way in that order i don't know dude, simple yeah. super simple but it's delicious yeah. I, I, yeah dude i need to get i need to get there that would be fun sometimes like like Hillary will cook, like cook for me, and then she'll do the laundry, and then she'll get me clothes. And I'm like, is this my girlfriend or my mom, dude? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it also it also speaks to how dependent we become, such that if they go away for a few days, oh yeah, things fall apart. Yeah, totally. Chinua Akibi. Is that what that means? Yeah, he wrote a book called Things Fall uh, Apart. Yeah. Which was required reading between the summers of eighth grade and ninth grade. Mm. And the old was not, summer reading list. It was not a particularly enjoyable book. I think it was about African tribalism. Mm. Anyway, um, I think it's a very famous book, though. Okay, so yeah, dude. Uh, I think I think you know it's fun. It's fun to cook. You feel very accomplished if you get shit right. So awesome. Get into it. Cool. Hey, G, uh, have you been keeping up in that wonderful world of switchcraft? Uh, I sure have. Tell me where you're at. I think I'm like level 895. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I love playing a good game uh, when I'm just on the train, if I'm listening to music. like Basically, when I'm in transit and I don't need to keep my eyes on the road, I like to, when I've exhausted all of my options, I need a good game. And switchcraft has become my go-to. Um, it's just a you know a really fun match three game, um, and you I kind of came for the game, but then stayed for the graphic novel narrative. Um, it's super fun, super interesting. You're Bailey. You're trying to figure out what happened at Bailey. the Witch Academy. Uh, <laughs> your friend has disappeared. You are trying to find her, uh, and it's very very enjoyable mm. and fun. It's almost like Euphoria, but for witches. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I got to say that through 892 levels, if I hadn't found my missing friend, I would probably have assumed the worst by that point. <laughs> you never give up in the no, whimsical you world. You certainly don't. Um, so anyway, it's a great game. Definitely recommend it. Download Switchcraft in the App Store. Give it a try. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Um, dude, I have a, a good email for us. If you'd like it. Deal. Do you have something else you want to talk about? I don't know if I'm supposed to have a bachelor party, but let's hold that for after your email. Oh, uh, oh no, that isn't about this. Never mind. Um, okay, no, no. Why don't you do that first? Well, am I supposed to have a bachelor party? You get to decide that. I'm thinking maybe I just want to have the reason I brought this up. You travel all the time for work. You don't have to have one. All I really want to do is just have the the you know dudes over to have a dinner at our place. Mm. That someone else cooks, like a, we'll hire a chef or something. So I will Everyone say this: throw in the money, and yeah. we'll have a fucking sweet dinner. Awesome, dude! Drink some sick whiskey, wine, and shit like that. So, the, like, even though maybe for you, if you don't feel like doing it or whatever, it is something that seems like it would be something that you enjoy. <sighs> you know what I mean? As I said, dude, I don't love. When they're the purpose of a gathering is to honor you. me. Right. So, but so, okay. So you prefer your comfort zone is being at another person's bachelor party. Yes. Well, certainly 
I, I, I'm more comfortable, but in, in honesty, I don't really like bachelor parties in general. So I've only heard you talk about them in such a positive way. Is that right? Only, like exclusively. See, you are my uh, Samuel Tolly. Who's that? He from Game of Thrones. Oh, which guy is that? Um, he's Jon Snow's best friend. Oh yeah, okay. and he went to work in the sept where the the records were kept. Right. Yeah. And he became sort of a historian. So you keep the records of my feelings. <laughs> but he like sort of say didn't he like end up low key saving the day in some way? Oh, like, in a big way. He, what did he do cured uh, the the Khaleesi's bodyguard of grayscale oh, and right. also was the one who unearthed that john was in fact the heir to the throne the heir to the throne yes. and not ned stark's bastard so Got it. um sorry to anyone who's watching this series <laughs> for the first it's on time. you it's on you at this point like there was a euphoria joke in relation to will smith and it was a part that i had not gotten to but it's my fault at this point that i haven't finished euphoria you're not far off yeah. on euphoria i'm like an episode away um okay but the um yeah i've only ever heard you say both on the episode and in private that you've loved the bachelor i think i've I've been to a lot of good ones but for me the key to a bachelor party is that it needs to have very active things happening um for example i've been on a bachelor party where we were skiing and i loved that yeah i've been on a bachelor party where we went to a very cool golf place band in dunes and i loved that I love the activity. Vegas, but dude, you, your crew are like very active. Sure. But I also just think that to take that on and to ask that of people this summer, you know, now with our lives being as busy as they are, just feels too demanding. So is that, and, and is that you talking about yourself specifically as well? Myself, but also to put it on my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I have friends that, are about to have babies. I have friends that are trying to renovate houses. They mm-hmm. have weddings. You know, I, I I am kind of on the later side of my friend group for getting married. And everyone's a little tired of the commitments required around your friends getting married. You want to hear my prediction? My famous julio prediction that you know i've i'm not bad in a high percentage on when i say that however i predict that francis will have a bachelor party i'm putting it at minus 280 (laughs) and maybe by me saying this it will make you not have one which you can thank me for as well i think either way either way there's a good outcome to this for you but i predict that francis will have a bachelor party for sure Mm. i'm putting the odds where they are Minus I, also, I also think we should change the name of it. I, I hate to say this. I'm going to sound ridiculous. Bachelor Party to me sounds like the most toxically male <laughs> vestige of patriarchy. 12 guys somehow. banging their faces against a wall. <laughs> yeah, it has such <laughs> negative implications. And, you know, in England, they call it a stag party, which mm-hmm. I actually like a lot more. I think that's. That's better. Let's let's equate it to some sort of animalistic ritual. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, I don't know. Look, if it is a bachelor party, it'll just, as I said, maybe we'll do a dinner here in New York. I think that would be totally acceptable. What are the odds that it turns into like a Vegas weekend? It's never. 0%? I would never do. I would 0%? never do that. 
I would never do a Vegas weekend. And no offense to anyone who does a Vegas weekend. I that's just not my thing. Um I'm not a big gambler. You know, I I couldn't I couldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. What are the odds that it turns into a weekend out of the city? Or at least maybe even a night. Just wonder just like Where would ask. you want to go? I don't Let's care. say that I tasked you. I want to go where you want to go. Let's say that I tasked you with organizing my bachelor party, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. You know the people that are going. You know the way that I feel. Yeah. What would you organize? What would no, you put together? Knowing the way that you feel and uh that you, you know, you you would have criteria and stuff. I think I would just kill myself. Oh. <laughs> 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 Okay, honestly, the honest answer to that. That's very good. That's very good. I would ask, <laughs> I would pull everybody in the group. Group group suicide? No, no. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take a sip of this. You know the deal. I would ask everybody what they thought. And then from there, I would make I would make the decision. Maybe probably turn into golf. <laughs> but this is the problem. I'd be afraid of of not doing it well. That's so you're you would definitely would not be the guy to, to for me to task with this. I'd be task. I'd be too. I mean, I, I would certainly do it if you asked me to, but I'd be scared. No, I, I would know not to give that to you. I mean, <laughs> no, it's nothing. No disrespect. I just no, have no. friends who are like tremendous organizers. Yeah, who yeah, are yeah. very logistics oriented. You know, they they like they've done this many times. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very email heavy guys. Totally. Who you know would be all over it? <laughs> like uh, I, I would like I would be afraid. <laughs> I would be afraid that you'd come home from the weekend and Sierra would be like, "How was it?" And you'd be like, "You know," <laughs> you'd be like, it, 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 "Listen, G, he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. He's my boy. He tried. But you know, there's things that I wish I hadn't asked him to plan it. Uh, I would just be so scared of that. God." You are as neurotic as I am. <laughs> and we're neurotic in different ways, but yeah. you we definitely are you are a, a very neurotic person. <laughs> it's interesting. Um wow. Okay. Uh did Oh, let's go back to what I interrupted you with. What was I saying? You were about to pull up an email. Oh, no no, dude, that was great. That was a rich topic. We'll mm. we'll see what ends up happening with that. Mm. I look forward to whatever you decide, including if it's me arranging it. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So this is a good one. I think that, so a while back we were talking about sort of punishments for like coming last place in your fantasy league mm. or that sort of thing. And some people could come up with some really funny ones. Uh, and there's some like basic ones too, where it's like, you have to take the SATs. Like, there's stuff. Like, it's typically something that sucks. By the so, way, I would love to take the SATs. Really? I would love to take the SATs against somebody for money. Oh wow! Do you, without being able to prepare, or could you prepare? I mean, yeah, you, you'd have to. You'd have to. There'd have to be some kind of honor system where you could not prepare. You would probably. I imagine you would do extremely well. Still, I think I would do very well. So, did you take it when the essay had had been included yet? I took it just when i think it was the second year that they had added the writing okay as a totally new section but they've since reverted 
back to a closer version to what the original was. There's no more writing sample? There may be, but oh. there isn't. It's now it's, I think, it, oh, God, I haven't looked in years, but I think it's back to being out of 1400 again. It was excuse six, me, 1600. 1600. Oh, really? Instead of 21. Interesting. 24. 24. Jesus Christ. Did you score very well? I did fine. I did fine um, in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was, I had a very good writing score and a very good reading score and a solid math score. Mm-hmm. Um, but I then tutored it for five years. Right. So now you're just an And ace. it is truly a teachable skill. Yeah. Uh, where I, in teaching it, I taught myself and know what, you know, know how to tackle the questions, know how to time myself, know how to pace myself, all that. And you know how to like get your pupil to score well. Correct. Yeah. So like people would come to you and then they would get a really good score on the SATs. Well, you know, usually the the only thing you ever looked for was improvement. Right. That was all you could hope for. Right. I couldn't get everyone to the promised land, mm-hmm. uh, but we would always, the first thing we would always do is we would start with a diagnostic test so that I could get a score for where the kid was at and then right for nothing else to show that by the time they took it, I had led to some improvement, hopefully. Right. right. Um, because you know some kids are only going to improve from being really bad to slightly less bad and that's all you can do they're just not test takers they They, they have struggles whatever and then there were some kids who you know made leaps and bounds and you kind of just unlocked it for them and they Mm -hmm. were going to get they were going to get in the promised land you know they would score perfectly almost regardless of whether i'd helped them they could have gotten there just by cracking open a, a a prep book and spending an hour with it right so. right makes sense um very cool okay so so this is a good story about um coming in last place in your fantasy league well g and i were up in boston as we said and uh up there julia when we got into the uh movie theater your pack of cigarettes fell out of your pocket that was in the green room that was in the green room mm-hmm. at the okay at city winery and i said to you out loud i said are you smoking the cigs again <laughs> and you said every once in a while but yeah, dude, I I much prefer Lucy Slim. Pouches. Exactly, you are trying the healthier route. I am, which is the the Lucy Slim pouches. The Slim nicotine pouches they contain pure synthetic nicotine and provide the same satisfaction that nicotine users expect without any tobacco at all. That's exactly right. And when you are using uh, the the Lucy patches pouches instead of cigarettes, you're just a lot more likable. <laughs> much much nicer to be around you that's that's interesting okay i'll take that <laughs> um but yeah they come in three strengths four eight and 12 milligrams three exclusive and delicious flavors spearmint mango and cool cider you're not followed around by a cloud of smoke you just have a sweet discreet pouch in yeah, your lip it's nice yeah um oops listeners go to lucy.co and use promo code oops to get 20 percent off of your order of lucy slim pouches or any other Lucy products. That's lucy.co, promo code OOPS at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, be sure to use that promo code OOPS. Okay, one of your episodes a year or two ago, can't remember, but you guys were talking about uh, people sharing their fantasy football punishments. We'd been struggling to find an adequate punishment for our league's bottom man. Somehow, dark spray tans, tiered payouts, and, and hours in shitty restaurants didn't seem enough. Spray tan's pretty funny. Spray tan's really funny. It's pretty good. Um, finally, we landed, on, we landed on something. Each year, the SACO, or loser uh, for the uninitiated, must travel to a destination of the league's choosing for a weekend. 
Naturally, we try to choose one of the most unappealing cities or towns in the country. This is our third year, and for the first two years, we elected Duluth, Minnesota, and Amarillo, Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. I don't know how you even pronounce that. Um, we require social media documentation so we can all follow along uh, for the weekend, and we all have a group me that we all regularly communicate in, where the SACO can give updates to. The point is, the SACO has to spend a boring, pointless weekend in a godforsaken town with nothing to do. Essentially, just waste your weekend, let alone the fact that you're forced to travel against your will to a place you want to go. This year, however, Fargo, North Dakota had other plans. We had heard of it uh, from the movie and the TV series, but upon further research, found it suitable as banishment for a weekend for the loser. Our hero lives in Charleston, South Carolina, and he had a connecting flight in Chicago to make it to Fargo. For a while, we weren't sure he was even going to make it due to a massive snowstorm that hit Fargo hours before he was supposed to land. But alas, they were clear for takeoff. Here's a screenshot of the good... Oh, sorry. I don't need that. Um, sorry. I promise this is good. There's Julia's scrolling I'm just, sound effect. So this is like a... <laughs> so this is like a written... This is almost like an oral... Um, History of... Okay, so he, he was tweeting about it. Uh, and I guess somehow... I'm going to have to summarize a little bit because it's a little confusing. That's but right. as he got on this on the on the plane he had, he was telling some people about the fact that he was going there for punishment and there's a tweet from somebody that says boarding a flight from chicago oh this is from him from chicago to Flor. oh random person boarding a flight from chicago to fargo there's a guy on this flight from south carolina he lost his fantasy football league and the loser has to spend a week where the league players decide they chose to send him to fargo the entire flight is laughing at slash with him and giving him tips on where to go and how to survive he dressed inadequately and has no idea what to expect. Reach out to him uh, for a story or whatever. His Twitter is so-and-so. I've got his number if you want. I shared the stories with, uh, with buddies. So apparently, dude, this, that tweet goes viral. Wow. Cool. With, within hours of making contact with local Fargoans, they've adopted him as one of their own. <laughs> this is Not awesome. to mention he had a pretty epic Friday night too. Got blackout at a bar with the patrons and got laid. <laughs> then on Saturday, uh, our friend meets his new buddies at, at the bar and then heads to a basketball game. Dude, at the basketball game, they bring him on the court <laughs> and interview, interview him. And then he ends up going on all these local TV stations and iHeartRadio and becomes this famous guy. Then they make like an, an article. McFeely, sent here as punishment, regular guy from South Carolina, becomes the king of Fargo. <laughs> It's him with the mascot. It's dude. It's amazing. This is incredible. I know. So it just goes on and on. The city of Fargo pulled a fast one on our friend group. We thought we had, uh, we, we thought was going to be a punishment and miserable weekend for our friend. Turned out to be action packed, hilarious adventure. That's gone mini viral in each of our social circles. Holy et cetera, smokes. Et dude. I feel like if that happened to you, this is what would happen. <laughs> if you got sent, like you would just end up becoming like the mayor of the city. It and, would like, either be that, or I would be the most vilified. <laughs> hated person to ever grace their place because it would just be a series of those types of uber interactions right, right. after another where i would say like why is it this way and then they would be like fuck this guy oh, right, right. why are you questioning our ways love, um, love him or hate him yeah no i would there'd be an impact one way or another <laughs> yeah very um, polarizing. What a what a great story. Isn't that that is. awesome? I want to read that article in the town. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a little sorry if I, I it was a little bit of a 
sort of there's a lot of visuals a lot of visuals but, but can, it was funny get it. yeah yeah good stuff awesome wow cool well guys you know tomorrow night is the big night gotham comedy club i'm headlining my big new york city weekend friday and saturday four shows uh a lot of the young people fans are coming saturday are any t- night any tickets left uh i don't know i hope so or sorry i hope not yeah but if there tight. are grab them the late show saturday if there are tickets to that come if not come to the friday one i think the saturday early ones sold out uh so you know love you guys and and hope to see Sammy there i got my whole hour and some new stuff that i'm really excited to show you very francis cool. is where you can get tickets to that go check that out uh check out my iraq my iraq piece uh it's on youtube and you can find it on in my bio on my website uh, and that's cool hell yeah thanks guys see you soon